Welcome, everybody, to The Lonely Tardis, your journey through Time Lords and Space, where three companions get together to discuss all things Doctor Who. And boy, do we have a series of episodes for for everybody now. Now that we're all back from from our little vacations and trips and work, work outings, we can talk about... Uh, Doctor Who for those few weeks that we missed. Uh, I am Dolly Demofsky, in case you don't know by now. You probably do. I've been hosting this GD show for um, seven years now, and uh, I think I'm done. Um, <laughs> also joining me is Sean Norton. Hello, and now that we're not allowed to leave our houses anymore, we can record a lot of yeah, these. We record oh, a thousand of these. Oh, wait, the show is off the air and also not good, so whoops. And Marcus Beer. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right uh, i love it i love it hello gentlemen i hope you're all safe and sound and nobody went to europe uh anytime recently because that would oh, oh that's it it's over yeah i just came back from two weeks in europe you know that but it was britain so it was britain you guys are safe there. yeah it's the one country in the world that's panicking about coronavirus more than america oh are they uh are you guys are they completely out of toilet paper over there Apparently, uh, it's actually worse than that. They're out of tomato ketchup. Oh Lord, that is My yeah. God. That's the end times. That's the end times. <laughs> it's it, it just. I mean, it's it's terrible. How didn't we all the fish and chips? Didn't we just have an episode of Doctor Who that dealt with some type of virus? Yeah, the plastic. The right? plastic virus. Yeah, yeah. How timely. Hmm. Well, uh, we'll get to we'll get to more Doctor Who stuff shortly. Uh, actually, well, let's get to the Doctor Who stuff right now. That would be helpful. This episode, we're going to talk about the haunting of Villa Diodati, or as it's pronounced uh, correctly, the haunting of Villa Diodati. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm Why in a mood. Have you been drinking. Oh Lord, we will we will find out. Um, uh, quick summary: Doctor and her companions zip off to 1816. Thank you, Wikipedia, for this one. Zip off to 1816 to the villa. The villa where uh, Mary Shelley gets the inspiration to write Frankenstein at that sort of infamous house party. Um, however, they find the villa is haunted. Mary's future husband, Percy Shelley, has gone missing. Um, a spectral figure appears, reveals itself in the end as a cyberman named Ashad that's seeking sort of this missing Siberium. That's this... Um, the collected knowledge of the Cybermen. So, Doctor Doctor finally finds Percy, finding that he'd been the uh, he'd found the Siberium earlier and gone crazy from it with the Siberium, basically creating these sort of oh, spectral haunts to to keep itself to keep itself hidden. Um, and uh, despite knowing of Jack's previous warning of the lone Cyberman, the Doctor decides to extract the Siberium from Percy. And gives it to the Cyberman Ashad, who returns to the future and kicks off the cyber war. And the Doctor and her companions pursue, while Mary was inspired by Ashad, the modern Prometheus, to write a certain story that we all know of, um, known Which as... One? Uh, I believe it's called the Where the Red Fern Grows. Yeah, that story makes me cry. <clears throat> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Anyways, The Haunting of Villa Diodati. That's what we're going to be discussing today. Um, or right now, I should say. How do you pronounce it? <laughs> Via Diodati. Thank you. Thank you. Right, that's my fake Italian uh, accent. I've been watching a lot of The New Pope, which is fantastic. Um, 
Yes. So this was, uh, I believe it was written by Maxine Alderton and directed by Emma Sullivan. Emma Sullivan also directed the previous episode, Can You Hear Me? Which was the... uh, Huh? Oh, jeez. Oh, you got me. Uh, How do I fall for these stupid jokes from you guys? I, I walk right into them. Um, hey guys, what do you think of the haunting of Villa Diodati? I'm gonna start with you, Sean. You're positive, a positive guy, super Sean, shameless uh, Sean, shifty, was shifty Sean. An episode of Doctor Who. Okay. Um, it had the Doctor and all three companions. It had a historical figure. Uh, some shit happened. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, by the time we've recorded this, it feels like it was 18 months ago when I watched mm-hmm. this episode. You, you feel know, like it was, like it three, was 1817? Three weeks ago. <laughs> um, it was fine. I don't I don't remember anything too egregious about mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. like most of this run, I don't really remember much about it at all. I feel like the standout for me was the cyber. Well, he wasn't the leader at that point, right? <clears throat> the shot or whatever. Um, very unique take on the cyber. Yeah, man. yeah. Well, making like a... Like more of a zealot than like mm-hmm. a, a simple-minded conversion, whatever. Um, I thought that was cool. I thought his acting was great. Uh, I thought he was legit creepy, borderline scary, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. Um, it was fine. I thought they did some neat little things with the sort of haunted house, uh, you know, aesthetic, mm-hmm. and they wound up tying it in in a nice Doctor Who way. I felt. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it was it was fine. It was inoffensive in. In the larger scheme, uh, especially with what came after it, um, it was okay. It, it was it was fine. I, I don't think I will really remember much of it as we continue to get further away from this season. But as a little thing, it was fine. Hmm. Um, Marcus, your thoughts? It was, I mean, it wasn't nowhere near as perhaps scary as one would hope. Sure. Um, very interesting premise that, uh, you know, he kind of got phase uh, shifted out of this existence by the Siberian. Um, but I think that's where it fell down. Hmm. The Siberian, uh, and we'll obviously talk about the other, the the two episodes that followed, but that this was a prequel, if you will, to the final, to the final two episodes. It might have been better standing alone. Sure. Uh, it really felt like a lazy um, nod to have a Cyberman story where, you know, that leads to Frankenstein being written. Mm-hmm. Um, in other news, next season, they're going to revisit the. Uh, the episode where the Jadoon take the hospital on the moon <laughs> and uh, Bram Stoker is actually going to be in the hospital oh, okay. and he's going to be introduced to the, to the space vampires. There you go. There you go. Space right, Dracula. Right. Yeah. Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. Um, it's just, I mean, it, uh, okay. <laughs> it's a reaction. I, mean, I, uh, I just, I, I mean, I, I, I'm so, over this season, uh, I'm so over this Chibnall run, mm. and I just again, you know, it's nothing to do with the cast. The cast try manfully or womanfully, uh, to really 
bring something mm-hmm. to the uh, the right thing, but unfortunately, the right thing has been in, uh, you know it's got chibnoitis all over it. <laughs> um, it. It definitely does. Yeah, I mean, he is the coronavirus of the Doctor Who writing Oof. room, and he's gradually taking down every other writer. Um, you know, the standards are—it's shocking, shocking. I mean, it's like it's. I don't know if they're hiring people with zero experience or he's only hiring his fan club. Um, We've had a couple of good episodes, but for every one good episode in this run of Doctor Who and Chibble's run of Doctor Who, there have been five shit ones. I'm, um, so I'm, I'm kind of in it with, with you guys in that this was just sort of a meh episode. Um, I'm gonna. I will mention that this season has been more meh than shit. But that that meh's not a. You know, you have enough enough meh together, and it's um, you have a meh problem. Um, <laughs> call call Heisenberg uh, Breaking Bad. No. Um, if you have enough really really mediocre episodes like this season has had. Uh, it's that's still not a good season. It's still a, a pretty bad, forgettable season. And this episode, for the most part, was forgettable um, in my uh, my viewpoint, except for Ashad, the, the Cyberman. I, I, Sean, like you, I thought he was kind of an interesting take on on a Cyberman. We saw um, Bill, you know, Bill Potts a couple of seasons back with that take, which I thought was a terrific. Um, a terrific iteration of the Cybermen and how she, you know, how she fights and, and be- becomes one eventually, and the Doctor sort of uh, dealing with those consequences and really being heartbroken. In this case, <clears throat> the Cyberman still has some humanity to him, uh, which I found kind of, kind of interesting. Not definitely not like enduring or anything like that, but. Um, I feel like this take on a Cyberman, instead of just a robot, because up until now, the Cybermen typically tend to be biological robots. They don't think for themselves for the most part. They just kind of do things as a, as a, a you know, as a system. Uh, this one definitely seemed to have all the strengths of a Cyberman and a human without really the weaknesses of a, of a human, which is kind of interesting. So... Um, yeah, I really, I did like the take on Ashad, and I love the, actually, I, w- I will say the visuals of this episode, the ideas behind it were actually really kind of interesting with sort of the M.C. Escherish house, um, really, what was it, what do they call that uh, uh, when uh, uh, Doctor Who, they use that uh, method of uh, of making you think you see things over and over again, but it's really just that kind of fake imagination hologram thing. Uh, uh, we call that um, Muffet's Run. Muffet's Run, yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, I liked seeing the Cyberman sort of glowing and hovering above Lake Geneva. I thought that was a cool effect. I liked some of the stuff that was happening in the in the uh, um, uh, you know in the house. They still didn't explain. Uh, there were a couple actual ghosts in there. <laughs> "Quote unquote ghost that they never get around to explaining." I think um, that Graham saw, but uh, uh, by the way, Graham, oh, we heard this. Uh, some of the news this week. The rumors are that he and Tosin, um, the actor that plays Graham and, and Tosin Cole, uh, Ryan, are not coming back next season. Which is a I mean, if there's any character you keep, it's Graham because he's just phenomenal. But anyways, back on topic. Oh, now you're trying to trigger me. I'm trying to trigger you. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it was uh, 
forgettable episode, um, especially the really, really creepy Lord Byron. Really sexually creepy Lord Byron hitting on the Doctor nonsense. And I think, Marcus, you called this when we first... When they first revealed the female doctor, you said you're going to have somebody who is just relentlessly hitting on her. And guess what? Lord Byron is creepy AF. And we, and we also know that he's the biological father of Ada Lovelace. So from the very first, um, you know, Spyfall Part 1 and Part 2, there's that little tie back there too. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I liked... I I, I, w- I liked the visuals and I liked Ashad, but for the most part, um, it was just a meh. It was forgettable. I mean, I think, like you said, because it was a, two, three weeks ago and we're struggling to try to remember things about it. I mean, an episode that you really hate, you'll remember because <laughs> you're trying to block it out, but you can't. Uh, but this episode was just, uh, okay, I'd fine. like to point out that the doctor did her little... Uh, moral high ground changing week by week bit oh, where she God, said she, yeah. will, she will not sacrifice one person to save the entire universe mm. and that's that's going to come back when we talk about <laughs> the next episode let me tell you what um, but it just it's just it's just more of the same yeah. it's like you said it's like there have been real bad episodes there have been occasionally solid mm-hmm. even to good episodes at the beginning of the season and then that crazy shit with Ruth Doctor. Um, <clears throat> but for the most part, it's just all so whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Like, And again, it's just it's more the same. Like you separate the Doctor from the companions a little bit, and suddenly the story gets a little more interesting. But there's still been really nothing. And I'm, I welcome people to tell me I'm wrong because I had a couple, yeah, people same. The last couple days be like, oh, I think Yaz is the one who should stay, and she's the best and the most potential. And I was like, are we watching the same show? Like <laughs> – because there's nothing. There's nothing about my wife and I talk about it all the time. There's nothing. There's never been a reason to care about anything. There were this episode, the, this this episode number eight, haunting of Yodati, had so many characters to keep track of. I didn't know who was who and where. And then you throw Ghost in there, and then you throw the Cyberman in there. And it's it was a it was a mess from the stand from that standpoint. It's like yeah. It's like hopping halfway into Game of Thrones and trying to figure out what the hell's going on, which you, you can't, you know, if there's all those characters floating around, you don't know who's connected to what, and so it was, uh, I mean, and they did, yeah. like, flashbacks as well, right? They had the flashbacks in this episode, too, I think, um, or was that the Two. next episode? I no, you, you're thinking of Ireland, that was the next one. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, but still, it was, it's just so weird, you know, it was... I, uh, I will say, to not be a total mm-hmm. negative Nelly, there was one part i appreciated how dark it got mm-hmm. like the cybermen cyber snapping necks yeah yeah I'm, I'm okay with this i'm okay with it <laughs> that's what, and that's that human part of, like cybermen are always shoot first and don't ask questions type of things right uh, in it's this episode upgrade. yeah in this episode the cyberman like what I liked about Ashad was that he used his physical, his physicality as opposed to just shooting. Like, you know, he would, he was grabbing people. He was getting up close in their face. And that could, that could be a pretty terror, terror inducing sight, which they, I mean, they never really utilize it well enough in Doctor Who. But um, I thought that was, again, really, really interesting type of Cyberman. And, um, I mean, I'm glad the Cyberman kind of makes his way all the way through the the, the, the finale part, but uh, it just everything else is just too much. Just too much this episode. They definitely made this the most inter- interesting iteration of the Cyberman 
I think, since... Um, the last one. Since, since it returned, in fact. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, honestly, I mean, yes, the, yep. the, the concept of, you know, the, 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 Bill, you know, the Bill Potts uh, uh, was, was cool, but this was, I mean, it, yeah, this one was much, uh, much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Unfortunately, as I said to you in our Twitter DMs, mm-hmm. I think we actually all agreed that uh, it would not end well. Nope, nope, nope. Well, uh, any final thoughts about this episode? Nah. Nah. <laughs> all right, well, uh, let's rate it out of, um, let's see, out of uh, floating globs of Siberium. Out of five floating globs of Siberium, what would you give this episode? Dolly. Oh, thanks for going to me first, Dolly. That's a, that's, that's a first. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to give this mm, two and a half floating globs of Siberium. That's what I'm gonna give. Hey, Sean, that's fantastic. Two and a half floating glasses. What about you, Marcus? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Okay, all right. <laughs> An unoffensive episode, uh, but a forgettable episode. And I, I, I go back to this. Chibnall is just trying way too hard and not letting Doctor Who breathe. Like, ah, well. Maybe we'll find out in the finale what's going on. Oh, we're not allowed to talk about the finale in this episode. Not this one. We'll wait till the next one. Okay. I will. I will not mention that. Muzzle it. Muzzle it. Okay. With that, thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Lonely Tardis, where we covered the haunting of Villa Diodati. You can find me at Dolly Demofsky. You can find the podcast at Lonely Tardis. LonelyTardis.com. Uh, on Spotify, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Myself, at Dolly Domofsky. Sean, where can we find you? The best bet would probably be the Twitters, at Sean mm-hmm. Norton, S-H-O-U-N-N-O-R-T-O-N. Feel free to comment uh, to Sean about your thoughts uh, about uh, which companion should get kicked off the island. Um, and uh, Marcus, where may we find you? You honestly think after how many years <laughs> is it? Of us sharing the, these Twitter people and, care. Yeah, yeah, they know. They know. We don't. We don't get any new followers. No, either. not at all. You're they, right. They, we don't get any new followers. I mean, and you know, I don't blame them. I wouldn't follow us. <laughs> so I, I just, yeah, I just, all right. You know, it's can't be bothered. The show has broken him. Oh wow, it has broken all of us. Well, our show, Lonely Tardis, or Doctor Who, no, maybe no, both. Doctor <laughs> Floops, as we call it, now, because you feel all floopy after watching it. All right, everybody, we'll see you in the next episode of The Lonely Tardis. Bye-bye.